Will this season be the last with the LA Kings for goalie Jonathan Quick? That and more coming up on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. On today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, we start our look at the Kings' goaltending position with a focus on veteran Jonathan Quick. And will this be his last season as an L.A. King? My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on L.A. Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and NHL analyst for the network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years we just celebrated our 17th year anniversary. And most importantly to you, I am a lifelong LA Kings fan. Now, this is my third week of hosting the Locked On LA Kings podcast, my second week of hosting the Locked On LA Kings YouTube channel. By the way, if you are watching on YouTube, I would greatly appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, please and thank you. Uh, I feel like I'm starting to get things um, going a little bit. I'm more comfortable with uh, what's going on, uh, not thinking too much about some of the technical things I have to do behind the scenes. I want to say I appreciate all the uh, the positive feedback that I have been getting from uh, the listeners since I took over this channel. And uh, I I definitely want to, now that I'm more comfortable with things, start to expand on what we're doing uh, to get up and running 100% once the regular season starts. I definitely am going to start doing interviews. I still have to get the logistics of how that works before we start scheduling guests, but that is definitely something I want to be a part of this show. Uh, Also being more interactive on social media with uh, polls and things like that. So I am going to be putting up a poll today on the Locked On LA Kings Twitter account at Locked on LA Kings to get your thoughts on what you think the future holds for the greatest goalie in LA Kings history. That of course is Jonathan Quick. And since I've taken over as uh, your host, I have uh, broken down the Kings group of forwards and debated who will be in the starting lineup and what positions may be up for grabs as the 23-man roster starts to take shape. Uh, We did the same thing for the defensive core, and now we look at the team's goaltenders. Today with a focus on longtime LA Kings netminder Jonathan Quick, he is entering his 15th season in the NHL, all with the Kings after being selected in the third round of the 2025 draft. Last season, Quick was 23-13-9, a 2.59 goals against average and a 9-10 save percentage. Uh, This was his best win total, best goals against average, and best save percentage since the 2017-18 season. After sharing the net for most of the year with Cal Peterson, Quick ended up starting six of the final eight regular season games and then all seven games in the first round of the playoffs against the Edmonton Oilers. Quick's numbers in the postseason were not great. 3.43 goals against average, 9.04 save percentage. Of course, going up against Connor McDavid playing the best hockey of his lifetime and uh, his sidekick, Leon Dreisaitl, who was playing well as well. But it should be pointed out that of his four losses in the playoffs, he didn't get much support. The Kings had a total of four goals scored in his four losses and the team's four losses. On the whole, though, it was a very nice bounce back season for Jonathan Quick. And I think two things led to this. First, the team in front of him 
actually uh, was a lot better uh, than they have been in the recent years. Uh, and, and not a coincidence that his last best season, the 2017-18 season, was also the last time the Kings made the playoffs. So that's kind of an obvious thing. Um, I also don't think it was a coincidence that Quick played better after the Kings signed goalie Cal Peterson to a three-year, $15 million extension. Now, why would that matter? Well, uh, this was obviously a direct challenge to Jonathan Quick being the number one goalie of the Kings. And if you know anything about Jonathan Quick, his competitive nature is one of his greatest assets. It wasn't exactly a secret that the Kings management obviously made a commitment to Cal Peterson with the thought in mind that he would take over as the team's top goalie sooner rather than later. And clearly, Jonathan Quick was not ready to give up the net. Uh, like I said, Quick and Peterson did share time for most of the season. It was kind of a 1A, 1B situation. Um, but later in the year, it became clear that Quick was the better option, and the coaching staff made the right decision to have Quick start and play the entire playoff series against the Edmonton Oilers. So the question is, now what moving forward? Quick is entering the final year of a 10-year, $58 million contract with a cap hit of million this season. He turned 36 this past January. Now, he's not ancient, but certainly approaching the end of his career. Remember, Mike Smith of the Oilers was 40 years old when he was in net for the Oilers this year, and uh, he did backstop the Oilers to the conference finals. Now, the Oilers have moved on from, from Mike Smith this season, but again, if you're going to judge, you know, an, a, a comparable, um, that could mean that Quick has at least a couple more years left to be a number one netminder. Now, is he clearly the number one goalie going into training camp? I think the answer is yes, but I also think that that's up for debate. It's up for grabs. I do think the Kings have made it pretty clear that they're going to start whichever goalie gives the team the best chance to win. So I wouldn't be surprised if Quick starts opening night, maybe gets um, a few more starts over the first month of the season than Cal Peterson. But I also wouldn't be, be surprised to see Cal Peterson get more of a role than just your typical backup goalie who spells the starter every now and then, maybe on the second of back-to-back nights and things like that. Also, the big question is, will this be Quick's final season as an L.A. King? Is the team looking to re-sign him after this year? Will this be his final NHL season? Will he pull a Dustin Brown and retire as a King after his contract expires? All big questions uh, and all things that can't be answered until we see how this upcoming season plays out. It's going to really determine uh, his future with how well he plays this year. Uh, I think if he has another season like he did a year ago and the team in front of him improves in multiple areas, the defense stays healthy, the young guys take a step forward, and guys like Kevin Fiala and Adrian Kempe and Philip Deneau continue to have the years that they had a year ago, I think it makes sense that Jonathan Quick can put up the same numbers that he did a year ago, maybe even a little bit better. Um, But if that's not the case, maybe Cal Peterson finally takes a big step forward. Maybe he wrestles the number one job away from Jonathan Quick. All things to be determined, um, but here's the scenarios that I I see possibly playing out. Number one, best case scenario, Jonathan Quick has a great year. The Kings have a great season. They make the playoffs and they they extend the postseason by advancing at least out of the first round, maybe a round or two. Um, Then I, I could see Jonathan Quick with his contract up getting an extension from the LA Kings, maybe for as much as two seasons. Um, the next scenario would be Jonathan Quick plays okay, 
Um, but he doesn't have the number one job. Maybe Cal Peterson wrestles it away from him. Uh, and at the end of the year, the Kings decide, well, Cal Peterson has showed he can be a number one goalie. We've invested the money in him. We really don't want to pay $10 million for our goaltender positions. Um, and so we, we tell Jonathan Quick, thank you for everything you've done, but we're not going to re-sign you. And then Quick decides, well, I, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else or I'm going to retire. Or the worst case scenario is Jonathan Quick has a terrible year. Uh, the Kings don't play well. And he decides at the end of the season that it's, it's over, that, that, that this is the end. Um, I, I'm pretty optimistic about the way things are going to go. I do think the Kings will make the playoffs. I do think Jonathan Quick is going to have a better season than he did, slightly maybe better than he did a year ago. And I think the Kings will extend him at the end of the year, but not not more than I, I, I would think two years. That is if he plays very, very well. But again, all of this is contingent on how he plays. Um, and, and again, I, I actually think that's a very good season because like I said, Jonathan Quick's greatest asset is his competitive nature. Uh, you know, he was challenged this season, uh, and, and the team kind of said, you know, maybe subtly, subtly that it's a time for a change in net. And Jonathan quick was like, no, I don't think so. I'm going to win the job. I'm going to be the better goalie and I'm going to start in the playoffs. And, And that's exactly what happened. So the fact that he's going into his final year, the fact that he still feels like he has something to prove the fact that he is coming off a pretty good year. I think those are all great signs that Jonathan quick can have another solid season. The one thing I do not see happening, and I, I addressed this on Friday's show when we had an email from a listener talking about if I thought Jonathan Quick would retire as a king. I think the chances are pretty high that he will retire as an LA king. I think one scenario I just don't see happening is that Jonathan Quick, maybe he doesn't have the number one job this year, or maybe it's a 1A, 1B situation, and at the end of the year, the Kings say, you know what, we're we're going to go ahead and move on and spend the money that we would spend on you somewhere else. And Jonathan Quick goes and bounces around the league and tries to hang on. I I just don't see that happening. I could be wrong. Like I said, we've seen a lot of Hall of Fame goaltenders do this at the end. I mean, the most recent person that I think of, and and Jonathan Quick, by the way, uh, his best season a few years back, he finished second in the Hart Trophy, or excuse me, second in the Vesna Trophy, top five in the Hart Trophy for MVP. And the man that beat him out for that Vesna was Henrik Lundqvist in New York. And it was just a couple of years ago that the Rangers decided, well, we've got some good young goalies in the system. As much as it pains us to walk away from one of the greatest goaltenders in our history, um, we're going to have to do it. And Lundqvist decided, you know what? I, I still feel like I can play. He went and signed a one-year deal with the Washington Capitals. And then they found out he had the heart issue that he couldn't play, and then he ended up retiring. So, like I said, we've seen goaltenders you know, look to go elsewhere and maybe extend their career. Maybe they still feel like they have something. Maybe Jonathan Quick's that type of guy. Like I said, he's a very competitive person. Um, but I would be surprised by that. I think, I think Jonathan Quick is a number one goalie. I don't see him being interested in being a guy who sits on the bench and wears a baseball cap for most of the season. I don't see him interested in being you know, a mentor uh, for a young goalie, and then again sitting on the bench and things like that. I could be wrong, but I don't. I, I don't see that. I think Jonathan Quick is a type of guy that if he's not playing, uh, he's he's probably not all that interested in 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 being um, a second option. I'm not saying that he would be a bad teammate. You know, if this season if he lost the number one job legitimately to Cal Peterson and then he plays out his contract, but I don't know. I I, I don't see that happening. Um, but but I, I I think the good news is 
that I'm optimistic that that won't have to be an option. I think Jonathan Quick will have another good season. I think the team will play better in front of him, hopefully the penalty kill especially, because Jonathan Quick and the Kings were really good five-on-five. They just have to shore up the special teams. But if that can happen, like I said, the defense stays healthy, the young guys take a step forward, and we see the Kings' top players continue to be their top players. I think this is going to be a good season for the Kings, and I think it'll translate into a good season for LA Kings net miner, John of the quick. But what do you think? Well, how do you think this season is going to play out? Go on to at locked on LA Kings on the Twitter account and, and vote on the poll. And you can also email as well and give your thoughts. And we might read some of those on Friday's show. When we have our email segment, uh, the email address is uh, locked on Eddie E D D I E at gmail.com. Hey, would you like to place a wager on the LA Kings to win the Stanley Cup next season? Well, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news on every league, including Major League Baseball, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Head to BetOnline or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. So as far as news from over the weekend involving the L.A. Kings, well, we're still waiting. We're playing the waiting game as far as the Kings uh, giving us some news on re-signing defenseman Mikey Anderson and or Sean Dursey, their restricted free agents who they made qualifying offers to. So no new news on on, uh, either of those uh, things being resolved soon, but we'll see. Uh, Once that obviously happens, we will discuss in detail here on Locked on LA Kings. Uh, We do have some news on the World Junior Championships, which start one week from tomorrow, Tuesday, August 9th. Uh, The World Junior Championships are coming up at Edmonton. Now, why should you care about that? Well, several LA Kings prospects are in the mix to be playing in that tournament, representing their countries. Uh, Team USA, there is some news on this. Team USA is uh, now down to 27 players. Eventually, it'll be a 25-man roster. And as expected, unfortunately, uh, the two Kings draft picks, Jack Hughes, the forward second round pick in this year's draft, and the forward Kenny Connors, fourth round pick of the Kings in this year's draft, they did not make the travel roster to Edmonton for Team USA. Um, that is not unexpected. They were both kind of looked at as dark horses for making the squad. So it looks like uh, there will be no LA Kings represented uh, on Team USA for the World Junior Championships. There is a former King uh, that apparently has made the team, and that is defenseman Brock Faber, former second-round pick of the Kings. Of course, he was in the Kevin Fiala trade uh, recently that saw him go to Minnesota. He is going to play for Team USA, if that is of interest to you. Other recently drafted LA Kings players looking to represent their countries at the World Juniors are defenseman Helga Granz from Sweden, Kings second-round pick in 2020, a trio of Finnish players forward Kaspar's uh, Simon Tabal, uh, third round pick in 2020, forward Samuel Hellenius, uh, second round pick of the Kings in 2021, and defenseman Otto Salen, third, uh, fifth round pick, excuse me, of the Kings this year. Uh, for Team Canada, there is defenseman Brant Clark, Kings first round pick in 2021. And I failed to mention this before, I apologize. Another uh, LA Kings draft pick is in the mix for Team Canada. That would be forward Francesco Pinelli, uh, second round pick of the Kings in 2021. Uh, As soon as we find out the official rosters for each country, which is going to happen soon, because like I said, it is a week from tomorrow that the games start to be played. So these uh, these nations are going to be finalizing and announcing their final rosters. We'll let you know if these Kings prospects make it or not. Um, But the World Juniors will be televised. If you're interested in watching some of these players in action, uh, all the games will be on the USA Network here in the U.S. And I believe the tournament is being streamed on FUBU TV and Sling TV as well. Uh, We have a Pacific Division rival report 
The Anaheim Ducks made some news uh, recently. They signed top free agent defenseman John Klingberg to a one-year deal worth $7 million. He was considered the top free agent defenseman on the open market. Um, Interesting that he really couldn't find a home and had to settle for this one-year deal with the Anaheim Ducks. Now, he had played the last eight seasons for the Dallas Stars, if you're not familiar with him. Um, pretty obvious why this makes sense for the Ducks, uh, even though they aren't expected to be a very good team this season. But they get a player who is very good and makes them better uh, for at least next season. Um, they get a chance to show him what Anaheim's all about. Maybe he falls in love with the place and is persuaded to re-sign longer term with them going forward. Uh, if not, if he's committed to re-entering the free agency market next season, which is expected to be the case, well, then the Ducks could also trade him at the deadline for some assets in return. I think the better question is, why does John Klingberg want to play for the Ducks? Um, it could be that um, just the money wasn't there that he was looking for, and the Ducks were willing to pay him the most amount for a one-year contract, and then he'll hit the open market next year when you know, uh, teams have more more salary to open up for him. But uh, a bit of a surprise that John Klingberg, who leaves a better team in Dallas to join the Ducks, um, is apparently hoping he has a big year in Anaheim. He's certainly going to get a lot of minutes on their top pairing and on their top power play unit uh, that he puts up some big numbers and then can cash in after this season. So I'll be surprised if he re-signs with Anaheim. But hey, it's a chance. Like I said, they've, they've got him in the fold. Uh, they can show him what Anaheim's all about. Who knows? Maybe he likes uh, living in Orange County and playing for the Ducks and, and wants to sign long-term. But uh, again, John Klingberg, the top free agent defenseman on the open market, lands in Anaheim on a one-year deal worth $7 million. Hey, just a reminder that the Locked On NHL podcast, as you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channels, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Hey, so I talked recently on an episode about how I wish the LA Kings would get more color in their boring black and white uniforms, and I have some exciting news, at least if you're if you feel like me, that those uniforms are boring and they, they could use a little something else. Uh, John Hoven over at mayorsmanor.com uh, is reporting that the Kings are going to have a white reverse retro style jersey for this upcoming season. And uh, he believes that an official announcement will be coming soon. Uh, he does have some mock-ups over at his, uh, his website and they look fantastic. Uh, I encourage you to go check it out. Um, I, I did... Uh, retweet on the Twitter account, a link to uh, his story about it, which includes the pictures of the jerseys. And I certainly hope that this is accurate. Um, it, it, it looks fantastic. I, I Look, I'm a jersey nerd. I love the different jerseys. Um, I have, I don't know, 10, 12 LA Kings jerseys from from over the years. Um, and, and I think these jerseys look fantastic. Uh, basically if you, if you, if you don't want to go check it out or if you can't for whatever reason, it's, it's basically a white Jersey, um, with purple stripes on the bottom of the Jersey and on the sleeves. And then you've got gold stripes on the top and the bottom of the purple, both on the bottom and on the sleeves. Um, not exactly sure which crest they're going to have on the front of the Jersey, um, over at mayorsmanor.com. They have a bunch of different, uh, versions of that. Um, I have said, uh, again, recently that I love the crown logo. I wish the Kings would go back to that full time. There are some, uh, options of that, 
um, that logo as well as the old Chevy logo that they had on the reverse retro gold and purple jerseys last year. Those looked great as well. But uh, hopefully this happens. Uh, it looks like it's going to happen. Um, and again, they are great looking jerseys. I will absolutely be purchasing one of these uh, if this uh, report turns out to be accurate. Um, and, and if you don't know, the, uh, the, the reverse retros were those purple and gold uniforms that had the silver Kings like Chevy logo, the flying Kings, I guess you, some people have called it the, the Gretzky era, black and, and, and silver and black and gold uh, crest on the front. Those were the reverse retros that they had before. And they were so hard to find. And I was reading that article on Mayor's Manor and he was saying that uh, despite the fact that they were immensely popular, um, there were issues, I guess COVID played a factor in this as well um, in getting the actual jerseys to the States and, um, and so that, that made them very difficult to find. So hopefully that won't be an issue this time around. Hopefully we'll all be able to get our hands on these, these gorgeous, uh, I guess 2.0 version of the reverse retros, uh, for not only the LA Kings, but I assume for a lot of the other teams across the NHL as well. I, I hope that happens. Uh, if we see confirmation of it from the LA Kings, uh, we'll certainly uh, discuss and pass it along here on Locked On LA Kings. So coming up on Tuesday's show, we'll obviously update you on LA, LA, any LA Kings news that we have from the past 24 hours. Uh, and we will continue to look at the Kings goaltending position for next season with a focus on Cal Peterson. To keep up to date on this show and what's going on with the LA Kings, please follow us on Twitter. We are at Locked On LA Kings. You can vote on that Jonathan Quick poll that I am posting as well. Uh, if you'd like to send me an email with any comments or thoughts on the Kings, and by the way, thank you to all who have emailed so far. I really appreciate all the uh, the feedback and the positive feedback. Um, the email address is Locked On Eddie E D D I E at Gmail dot com. Locked On Eddie, and we do have a. Uh, Friday email segment every week during the off season and, and probably going to continue that during the regular season as well. Thank you so much for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long to keep you up to date with what's going on all across the league. Stay up to date on everything in hockey. Locked On NHL is the channel, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Again, thank you for listening and for watching Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Go Kings go.